0: Howdy doody, everybody. Hi, happy Thursday. Um, It's Andrew. Hi. Uh, Obviously, you know that you're listening to this. I hope you're having a stellar week. This is, I think, going to be my last episode of the week because I am indeed heading out of town. Tonight, later tonight, um, which is really exciting, because I need a little bit gay, quite honestly, and, um, yeah, and I, I, it's still TBD if I'm gonna do episodes next week, I might take the week off, but who knows, you know, if there's a story that's worthy of us chit and chatting, then I'm definitely gonna hop on here and do that, because I can literally work from wherever, but I obviously prefer to work from the comfort of my own home, um, but, yeah, but, uh, what? I don't even know. I sort of, okay, I have many, many things in my mind. First and foremost, I have five great stories for you guys today. All actually really good stories, one update, with, um, regards to the Queen Millie Bobby Brown and what I talked about yesterday, which was sort of our headliner story. But the other thing I want to talk to you about is, um, the Loki finale, which yesterday I said I wasn't sure if I want to call it the series finale or the season one finale, but we all know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, um, if you watched the post credit scene to the 45-minute episode, which was so good and set up so many great um, future stories for the MCU, that there is indeed going to be a season two. Loki will return for season two, which was the end credit scene. Um, I really liked... It was visually stunning. Story was great. Of course, Tom Adelson was fantastic, as well as the rest of the ensemble cast. Um, and it's... Let's just say... It's definitely making sense. I mean, I, I mean, okay, so I've watched... Obviously, I watched WandaVision, then I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then I watched Loki, which was the third original series from uh, Marvel on Disney+. The way WandaVision ended completely makes sense for the way that it sort of is going to set up the Doctor Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The way they ended the Falcon and the Winter Soldier makes sense for the future of Sam Wilson, Bucky Barnes, and Captain America. So... That was fantastic, and I love that show, too. But also, if you watch Black Widow, it makes even more sense because, spoiler alert, in the end credits scene, Valentina, played by the iconic Julia Louis-Dreyfus, shows up to talk to um, uh, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow sister, Natasha's sister, well, quote-unquote sister. Um, but you have to watch that to figure that out. And then at the end of Loki, he goes into a different... Um, multiverse of the time, uh, whatever you call it, and then different variants of Owen Wilson's character, um, and it's really interesting, and it sets up for Spider-Man No Way Home, as well as, you know, Wanda and her multiverse, as well as, um, Doctor Strange, so I'm so excited for what is to come in the MCU, it is so good, and I can't wait for the next series, um, as well as the future films, and I'm, I mean, I'm most excited for The Eternals, uh, which I believe comes out in the fall, as well as, of course, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to be crazy. I do wonder if I'm going to, I mean, I'm definitely going to see those ones in theater, but I do wonder if they're going to be released on Disney Plus as well, because I know so many people are probably still um, very scared and or just have, have, have trepidation to go see films in the cinema. I have not seen um, Black Widow in, cin- in the cinema yet because I mean I just love watching stuff from the comfort of my own home and I spend obviously I'm gonna, I'm one of those people that spends thirty dollars watching um, Disney Premium Premier Access whatever I'll I'll spend that because you can watch it an unlimited amount of times for thirty bucks so if you watch the movie thirty times it's a dollar a viewing versus going to the movie and I like to go see films that I pick. Um, which is, like, you know, lounge chairs, you know, drink service, meal service, and that's about, like, 30 bucks, but that's per viewing, so to spend 30 bucks and watch a movie unlimited amount of times, love it, and so worth it. So that's, that's the second thing I wanted to talk to you about. The third thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is, um... I had two coffees today from this amazing place called Groundwork, which is in Larchmont Village here in L.A., if you know, you know, and it's so good, and it um, literally just makes me so happy, and it's the best coffee ever, but I do have to say, having two coffees in one day it literally, like, makes you feel like you're on drugs, I don't know if it's anyone else, but it definitely makes me feel, like, a little bit too hyped up, as you can probably tell when I'm like, talking so fast, but I was so thirsty today, and I, like, I needed a kick, I didn't want to drink just plain water, and I have in my fr- refrigerator, Gatorade, like, the pink, the berry-flavored, which is my favorite, um, and water just wasn't cutting it for me today, so I feel, like, really, like, odd and bizarre, but, like, I love it, I love... And I just want to give a huge shout-out to Groundwork Coffee, because they literally make the best iced coffee ever, and it's the same girl who repeatedly makes mine. And if she's not there, and on occasion she hasn't been, the other guy's really good, too. But, I mean, they're just top-tier coffee, so I just wanted to give them a shout-out. So that's pretty much what's going on with me. Um, hanging out of town tonight, I have a, a night flight, which I love, because I can watch a movie, and then I can take a little snooze. I like flying in the evening as well, because, um, and then I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. And, uh, you know, I can't sleep on an airplane during the day because annoying people leave their windows open. I'm like, okay, please, my eyes, my eyes, my eyes, no more, words a Phoebe Buffet. Um, but yeah, okay, anyway, so I have five questions for you guys today. Let's just get into it because there's a lot to dissect with each and every one of these stories, so. Yeah, so our first story of the day is, of course, everything going on with the Queen herself, Britney Spears, lots of updates. Uh, Well, sort of our first two stories are intertwined. The first story is from E! News. The second is certain updates from TMZ. But the first is Britney Spears says Father Jamie is, quote, ruining her life and wants him charged with conservatorship abuse. Okay, Britney had her moment today, and I'm really proud of her, and I'm really excited for her. And I feel as though good is to come from everything going on, which is well-deserved for everything she's gone through. Britney Spears continues to plead with the judge to have her father removed as conservator. During a court hearing on Wednesday, July 14th, where E! News was present, the singer broke down in tears while testifying that she was, quote, extremely scared of Jamie Spears. Quote, I'm here to get rid of my dad and charge him with conservatorship abuse, she told the court. Continuing, quote, I want him investigated. This conservatorship has allowed my dad to ruin my life. Brittany told the court that every part of her life has been controlled down to her diet and that she worked 70 hours a week. Quote, that's more than a regular job, she testified. There. Goal was to make me feel crazy, and I'm not, and that's not okay. The Grammy winner also testified at a time when Jamie allegedly took her driver's license away for eight months due to a speeding warning that wasn't an actual ticket. Quote, I want to get my dad removed, Brittany told the court while appearing via phone. My dad is ruining my life. E! News has reached out to Jamie's attorney, Vivian Lee Thorine for comment on Brittany's latest testimony. During today's hearing, Vivian told a judge her client would not be reassigning Brittany's testimony. Um, excuse me, during today's hearing, Vivian told the judge her client would not be resigning, and Brittany's testimony includes some, quote, misstatements that warrant analysis or investigation. After the singer first had a chance to speak on June 23rd, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, an attorney shared a statement on behalf of Jamie, quote, Mr. Spears is sorry to see his daughter's daughter suffering in so much pain. On um, the statement, read, quote, Mr. Spears loves his daughter, Mr. Spears loves his daughter and misses her very much. Okay, <laughs> sorry if I'm breathing hard, I'm like lying down and recording this because I'm tired. I don't believe anything that Jamie says because well, I mean, Brittany is clearly um showing severe signs of like consistent like trauma from what she's gone through, rightly so. As well as uh you know, she you don't hear her talking about this way about her mother or sister. It's all about her dad. And I mean, she knows what has gone on in this conservatorship because she was on the receiving end of it, obviously, and she was the one who it was implemented for and you know from what a lot of us know from the news and whatnot and what britney's been saying is um there's definitely a he's there's a toxic relationship there no doubt so i do i do wonder if the judge is gonna how she's gonna look into that or or what the steps following britney's statements are but this, this next article from tmz provides a little bit more of insight as long as well as many many updates um so let's read the original article and there's like a billion updates here so Britney Spears is hoping it's, quote, out with the old and in with the new in her conservatorship. A new hearing in the case is going down, and her hand-picked attorney will have the spotlight. The judge in Britney's conservatorship will hear arguments on Wednesday in DTLA, which was yesterday, on several issues. It's the most important one to Britney, who will be her attorney um, ongoing. And here are the updates. 1.34 p.m. yesterday. The courtroom is now closed, and the hearing has started. Okay. Next update. Sorry. Score one for Brittany. The judge ruled she can hire Matthew Rosengart to represent her in conservatorship and her conservatorship. So that means Brittany was um, uh, what's the word? Not denied. Was the opposite of denied. Granted a new uh, the ability to have a new lawyer, a new representation, which is fabulous because as a lawyer. She chose her herself. Next update here, um, is was at three thirty nine p.m. Britney addressed the court by phone during the hearing and repeated her desire to end the conservatorship. She claimed her father, Jamie Spears, and others involved in the conservatorship had threatened her and added, quote, There should be no threats at me at all, ever. I have serious abandonment issues. At times, she seemed to ramble about other horrible things that have happened to her, claiming, quote, They, quote, uh, they as in quotes, took away her hair vitamins her coffee and her car keys after she got a traffic ticket it was hard to tell the timing of those events she also broke down in tears saying she wanted jamie removed from the conservatorship today and requested her father be investigated for quote conservator abuse as i mentioned in the e article well as the e article mentioned and i repeated um britney's brand new attorney rosengart was in the courtroom and said if jamie loved his daughter quote he would resign today britney made a point of saying she's fine with jody montgomery remaining her personal conservator Well, that's interesting because she doesn't want the conservatorship anymore. Um, Jamie's attorney reiterated his belief that Montgomery is responsible for several of the things Brittany complained about during her previous testimony, like her desire to remove the IUD and get married. So, for those keeping score, the judge approved the resignation of Sam Ingham, Britt's previous attorney, and ditto for Bessemer Trust, quitting as co-conservator of the estate. That leaves Jamie as sole conservator of her estate, Jody as her personal conservator, and Rosengart as Brittany's new attorney. Wow, that's a lot to unpack um and then the most recent update here um which was at 5 p.m yesterday britney is thanking her fans for supporting her and she's joining the movement because she just posted hashtag free britney on her social media the hashtag is on britney's latest post a video of her riding horseback doing cartwheels and what she says is a celebration um and then the caption she posted was thus many celebs have commented coming along folks coming along and then hashtag uh middle finger emoji new Uh, new with real representation today. I feel gratitude and blessed. Thank you to my fans who are supporting me. You have no idea what it means to be supported by such awesome fans. God bless you all. P.S. This is me celebrating my horseback riding and doing cartwheels today. Um, Ariana commented as well as her, uh, her mans, Sam, Ashkari, um, you know, supporting her, of course, but I'd love to see other, like, big list, A-list celebs who have a lot of pull and power, you know, supporting their queen, our queen, because quite honestly, she deserves it. So, I'm really, really happy that Britney was granted, um the ability to have new representation in court, because obviously she's a woman of sound body, mind, and spirit who just has one objective, and that is to be a free woman enjoy the fruits of her labor, as I've said many a time, (coughs) excuse me, and live her best life. So I am one of the millions and millions of fans uh, who will always be in Britney's Corner, who has always been in Britney's Corner, and just praying that this judge um, grants her uh, freedom as well as, you know, looking into... All the accusations Britney has made against her father, as well as the other, um, I don't want to say co-conspirators, but co-conservators, <laughs> if there are any. I mean, is uh, justice is served. Uh, smack that gavel down, judgy. So, yeah, that's, uh, uh, quite a bit of an update. So, third story of the day, a little bit of a Chrissy Teigen, um update which i love because i'm a big fan of chrissy chrissy teigen addresses quote cancel club mental health and wordy instagram posts now i'm one of the many uh people who love hearing from chrissy teigen i know how a lot of people feel otherwise given everything that's gone down in the past month or so but i I love her she is the type of person who speaks her mind uh straight shooter as they say and i i appreciate that in a, in a gal and in any in a human being actually Um, social media energizer bunny Chrissy Teigen posted an essay-length rumination on being part of, quote, Cancel Club to Instagram Wednesday, quote, I don't really know what to say here. Teigen somewhat ironically began underneath a first-person view of her jeans, clad legs on her couch, before explaining that it, quote, Just feels weird to pretend nothing happened in this online world. Continuing, quote, I feel like utter shit in real life. She continued going outside sucks. It doesn't feel right. Being at home alone with my mind makes me depressed. My head race. But I do know that however I'm handling this now isn't the right answer. I feel lost and need to find my place again. I need to snap out of this. I desperately want to communicate with you guys instead of pretending everything is okay. Tegan 35 then segued into a... Um, you know, cancel club notion or sort of, uh, explanation, which she explained, quote, is a fascinating thing she's, quote, learned a whole lot from. Quote, only if you understand it and it's impossible to know till you're in it, the cravings cookbook author added, and it's hard to talk about it in that sense because obviously you sound whiny when you've clearly done something wrong. It just sucks. There is no winning, but there is never, but there never is here anyhow. Um, all I know is I love you guys, I miss you guys, and I just needed to be honest with you guys for a moment because with you because I'm just tired of being sick with myself all day. The statement wound out. I don't even know if it's good to say any of this because it's going to get brutally picked apart, but I don't know. I can't stay silent anymore. If you or someone you know has also been canceled, please let me know if there's a canceled club reunion because I could use some time off my couch. Teen experienced a rapid fall from grace earlier this year when Courtney Courtney Stow didn't surface... Um, past vicious comments Tegan made about her online designer Michael Costello then accused Tegan of similar behavior. Tegan apologized for her past behavior, though both she and her husband John Legend disputed Costello's claims. Um, yeah, I have many thoughts about this. Uh, first and foremost, I love Chrissy Tegan, and I really do hope that I, I... I get why she's in the place that she's in. You know, I've read all the comments and I'm, I've addressed everything I thought in my opinions with regards to everything that went down with Michael Costell as well as Courtney Stodan. I think Chrissy Teigen would be the first to admit herself that what she said to Courtney Stone was horrifically inappropriate and not right and, you know, just wrong. Because, um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not even going to reiterate the comments. But um, I think cancel, cancel culture is very real and it's also everywhere. It's like... Um, It's it's like its own variant, uh, own form of, you know, disease, plague that, you know, a lot of people who have, everybody has a past, everybody's made mistakes, every single person in the world, even the people who like love to who relish in cancel culture, I think everybody would be, admit, honestly, maybe not to the public, but within the comments of their own home or to their close friends and family that they've done something wrong. But it's tough when you're a celebrity, and that can be used against you. And then every, like for example, Courtney Stodden and Christy Teigen know that no shade of Courtney Stodden, they're on dif- way different levels of fame. And Chrissy Teigen's A list, uh, still I believe she's A list, and Courtney Stodden I think is C list. And I'm not being mean; I'm being honestly. It's like to me, Chrissy Teigen is at the same level as like Amelia Clark, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Sophie Turner, SJP, like A list people. Kourtney Snowden is not. She's not on these red carpets. She's not in these groups of friends. She's not friends with the Kardashians. She's not friends with the Jenners. Like, it's totally different. And I don't say that to be rude. I'm being brutally honest here. Because that's who I am. Um, so, I think Chrissy Deacon's gonna recover from this. I think, again, like I just said, she would be the first to cop to what she did was wrong. But you live and you learn. And I think she will come back from this. And she this will all be a distant memory. And she'll live and she'll grow. Which is all one can hope for in a, a you know, a difficult circumstance like this. And, Again, I, I love Chrissy Teigen, and I can't wait to see what she does next. I'm sure she's going to come back bigger and better than ever. And um, I think she's so funny. So love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. First story of the day. Um, actually, I'm going to make that the last story of the day. Uh, this is, like, really, really exciting news. Um, this is from page six. Now, there, I, I talked a little bit about this. All the drama that went down at the talk that showed the talk with Sharon Osbourne and leaving that she had... Left the show, I don't know if she was fired Or she left on her own, you know, free will Given that really, really difficult episode to watch The difficult difficult conversation where she was defending Pierce Morgan And everything about cancel culture As well as Meghan Markle, her interview as well And then I believe she and Cheryl Sharon or Cheryl Underwood had some words And it was really, it was a really tough It's a really tough thing to watch But, so she left the show But, but, but the most iconic person ever re- is replacing her, and this is genius on behalf of, uh, I believe CBS does the talk. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell replacing Sharon Osbourne on the talk. This is this is just fantastic. Jerry O'Connell, I mean, for me, he's a he's an icon. I love him from, um, well, I, I've seen him in many many things. He, but I, I love him most. First and foremost, because of his love for Bravo. Whenever he's on Watch What Happens Live, he always has something to say. He's well-versed. He's like Michael Rappaport. They're just so well-versed in what's going on in the Housewives world. But also, he's married to Rebecca Romijn, who, for me, will always be Alexis Mead from Ugly Betty, one of my favorite shows of all time. Daniel Mead's brother-turned-woman, you know? Which is so innovative and, like, ahead of its time, which I love. And she was also Mystique before Jennifer Lawrence took the role in um, the X-Men trilogy franchise, which I love. And I I just love Rebecca Romijn. She's an icon. Um, but Jerry O'Connell has been named a permanent co-host on The Talk, replacing Sharon Osbourne after her racially charged scandal. Quote, it was fun and it works and we're going to have a lot of fun. Stand By Me, actor 47 said on Wednesday's episode, which aired on it's his 14th wedding anniversary with Rebecca Roman. O'Connell is the first male to hold the position full-time, although he has been a frequent guest host in the past. He joins panelists Amanda Klutz, Elaine Waterworth, Cheryl Underwood, and Carrie Naba, who you guys probably know from um, Dancing with the Stars. You ladies have been so welcoming to me," he told them Wednesday. "I mean, I came here as a guest months ago, and just from the moment I walked in, you were so gracious. You're kind, you're fun, and it worked." The CBS daytime show also shared the news on Twitter with a clip of their newest host wearing a quote Rocky-like costume, set to Survivor's "Eye of the Tiger." Join us in welcoming Mr. Geriosi to the talk to the fan to the talk family. This is genius. This makes me also think maybe since Megan McCain is leaving the View, they should get a guy in there. But I, I think the View is like it's a, a powerhouse of women. The Talk might be a little bit different. It's a different formula. It's also an LA-based show. The Talk is uh, the the View is a New York-based show, and they're a little bit more cutthroat. So I, I'm liking the lady format at the at the View. But I'm really liking Jerry O'Connell joining the talk. I never watched the talk. I only watched the first season, Bits and pieces of it, because Marissa Jarrett Winokur, who obviously played the iconic Tracy Turnblad in the OBC of Hairspray on Broadway, the original Broadway cast, Um, I liked it because she was there, but then she, like, wasn't a part of the show anymore, so I stopped watching, because I was like, how dare they? But I'm loving this because Jerry O'Connell's an icon, and he's so funny, he's smart, he's very witty, and this hopefully means more Rebecca Romaine on my TV. So I'm all for it. Congratulations, Mr. Jerry O'Connell. You so deserve it, and you are so talented, and... That's good work. Good work. Whoever On behalf of whoever did this. For the final story of the day, this is an update uh, with regards to the headliner story yesterday on my show with regards to Millie Bobby Brown and the scandal between her and the gentleman who was spilling some tea on TikTok. Millie Bobby Brown's ex, I shouldn't have talked about our relationship. This is from TMZ. Millie Bobby Brown's ex is apologizing for talking about their relationship in a live stream. He says he was drunk and rather than ramble on, should have shut his mouth. TikTok star... I, again, I'm not going to say his name because I'm not going to give this guy a platform, given the fact that he, like, slay like, went against my queen. Um, just explained his side of the controversial live stream, saying he was drinking and responded to negative comments the wrong way by continuing to talk about his past with Millie. Uh, so-and-so says he shouldn't have said anything at all, and he's sorry, but it's important to know he never apologizes to Millie or claims that what he says is untruthful. In fact, he doesn't even mention Millie by name in the apology that, well, that's funny because I'm not mentioning him by name in my show. Remember, Blank recently alluded to having a sexual relationship with Millie when she was 16 years old and he was 20, going on Instagram Live and seemingly aiming crude comments about kinky, acts, kinky sex acts at Millie. Okay, many thoughts about this. When I watched what this young man said about her, not only was I, like, livid, but it seemed as though he wasn't drunk, he was, like, high on... Um, something you go skiing on. And you know what I'm talking about. Alleged. That's what I thought. It doesn't mean it actually happened. It seemed as though, allegedly, to me, because I, I've been to parties. I can, I can tell when somebody's off. Um, he didn't seem drunk. He, that's what I thought. But if he was drinking, then whatever. That's what he was doing. Um, it's just like. Okay, first and foremost, I'm sure you did this because Millie's team probably threatened him with a really expensive lawsuit saying you had to retract her... Or you had to say something. Otherwise, we're going to sue you for money you probably don't have. Millie, obviously, has millions of dollars because she's not only on Netflix's biggest show ever since her thing, she's an icon, she's a queen. She has a powerhouse team. This guy, I'm sure he doesn't have a powerhouse team. I don't even know who his team is. I don't even know if he has a team. And I wouldn't actually... He, if he's a self-proclaimed TikTok star Then that's sad Because uh, to me, TikTok stars are like Addison and uh, Charlie And, you know, the likes of them Not like this person I'm in Happy Kelly That girl does have those fabulous, colorful dances On TikTok, love her um, But, yeah, I'm really glad that this guy says something Although I do wish he would have apologized directly to Millie But I don't, I don't know the drama between them But I'm just glad that Millie's coming out on top Once again, as she should And this guy um, can go, you know, fuck into oblivion um, <clears throat> So, yeah Golf clap for Millie Bobby Brown. All right, everybody. That is our Thursday episode. By the way, um, I haven't watched Gossip Girl yet, episode two, but I'm, I will recap that one and if I do a Friday episode, which I probably won't, but I might, so you never know. Um, but other than that, have a fabulous Thursday, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can stream my podcast the... Mistress of Pop Culture. I'm pretty much all platforms Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastleX Radio, Google Podcasts, iTunes, a podcast up with the iPhone, basically any more podcast stream. Um, and I hope you'll have a lovely, lovely, lovely day. Um, tomorrow's Friday, which means then it's a weekend, which is fabulous. And then we have like the beginning of the whole cycle week. Uh, but I haven't decided yet if I'm going to do episodes this week when I'm away, but who knows? TBD. Um, all right, everybody, have a good one. Follow me on TikTok at Andrew DeVitri, and uh, we'll chat with you later. XOXO Gossip Girl.